welcome. Thank you for joining us here at ICGC Caris Temple Podcast. Pastor Prince Nyako is the head pastor of ICGC Caris Temple, serving under the leadership of Dr. Mentor Otabel. Pastor Prince is a dynamic preacher of God's unadulterated word, characterized with a strong prophetic insight and prayer ministry. He is a strong advocate for discipline and order in the body of Christ, with messages centered on fasting, holiness, prayer, and integrity. And now, to today's message. Lord Jesus, we thank you. We bless your holy name. Be thou exalted, O Lord. There is none that can be compared unto you. There is none beside you, O Lord. We exalt your name and we thank you for your power and your grace that is available in our midst tonight. Let the name of the Lord be praised. Let the name of the Lord be exalted. We give you praise. We give you honor. In Jesus' mighty name, you have prayed with thanksgiving and you shout your loudest, Amen. Hallelujah. Let's kindly take our seat in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. On behalf of Pastor, I welcome all of us to tonight's teaching service. Hallelujah. Our theme for tonight's teaching service is the culture of becoming like Jesus. Hallelujah. The culture of becoming like Jesus. In the month of church culture, we have learned so many things, hallelujah. And tonight, we are here to study the culture of becoming like Jesus, hallelujah. The culture of becoming like Jesus in the way we live, in the way we think, in the way we talk and act is what we call discipleship. Hallelujah. The culture of becoming like Jesus in the way we think, in the way we live our life, in the way we speak, in the way we act, both in secret and in public, is what we term as discipleship. Hallelujah. If a man would become like Jesus, that man have to go through the process of discipleship. After responding to the call of salvation, the next call that every church member or every believer should respond to or must heed to is the call to discipleship. It is only through discipleship that our lives can match up to the status that God wants us to be or can match up to the life of Jesus. A man who is not discipled cannot become like Christ. A man who is discipled is a man who can become like Christ. That is why after salvation, the next important thing is that that individual who gave him or her life to Christ have to go through the process of discipleship so that Christ can be formed in that man. Discipleship is the call for you to grow, to live, to think, to talk, and to act like Christ. Wow. Discipleship is the act or is the process by which an individual wants to grow. 
And in growing, he wants to talk like Jesus. He wants to live his life like how Christ would live his life. And by so doing, day in and day out, as this man practices these things, which will make him closer to Jesus, that is what we call discipleship. Hallelujah. Because you see, when you are not saved, when you are an unbeliever, there is a certain life that you live. But when you become born again, we are supposed to align our lifestyle to match that of Christ. And it is only when we go through the process of discipleship, that is when the, the heart stone or the heart of stone is replaced by the heart of Jesus. I pray that God will cause us to become more and more like Jesus. Amen. God's desire and want for you and I is to grow in Christ. Amen. There are many people who are not growing. After they became born again, that is the end of their growth. But this evening, we are here to learn of a certain culture. You see, even culture means a way of life. We are here to learn a way of life that when we apply our lives to, we will become like Christ. And that should be the greatest goal of every believer, that I want to be like Christ. Hallelujah. You don't want to be like your uncle. <laughs> you don't want to be like your grandfather. You want to be like who? Like Christ. And it is only when we give ourselves onto the process of discipleship that is when a believer can become like Christ. Let's open to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 15. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 15. Thank you, Jesus. Let's read from the Message Bible. Okay. He said, God wants us to grow up. Wow. This is very clear that God's desire and want for you and I as church members, as Christians, is that we grow up. God wants us to grow up, to know the whole truth and to tell it in love. Like Christ in everything. Hallelujah. God wants you and I to grow up. It means that growth is a necessity for every Christian. You become born again and you are required that you will grow in that Christian journey. Oh, tonight may God help us to grow in our Christian work. That the culture of becoming like Christ will become a reality to you and I. That every day of our life, we will, we will consciously practice all the virtues and the principles in God's word so that we will become more like Christ Jesus. God wants us to grow up, to know the whole truth. It means a man who has not grown up in the Lord does not know the whole truth. Wow. <laughs> There is a, a certain level of truth 
that our lives will be exposed to only when we have grown in the Lord. And you see, the more we grow, the more we take up the full stature of Jesus. So you will, you will realize that when you were an unbeliever, there was a certain level of knowledge you were operating in. When you became born again, maybe five years ago, you still had a certain understanding of the principles of Christ. But when you, you compare your current situation to five years ago, and even to the period where you were not born again, you will realize that you have gone through a process called growth. And that is by, by, the, by applying your life to discipleship. Hallelujah. Because you came to church and whilst pastor was discipling you, whilst you were hearing the word of the Lord, the, the bad things were being thrown away and good and new things were being planted into you. And the more you yield your life to these principles, you become more like Christ. I pray that God will help you and I in the name of Jesus. It is only when you grow up in Christ that you will get to know the whole truth about God and his kingdom. There are certain realities or revelations in God's kingdom that we cannot be exposed to until we grow up. Until we grow up. I pray that God will help us to grow and become like Christ. Wow. Wow. You are not meant or expected to remain a child in Christ. <laughs> you are not meant or expected to remain what? A child in Christ. So, when you got born again, you gave up on your prayer life. You gave up on your Bible study life. You gave up on fastings. You gave up on going for evangelism. You cannot grow child of God until we apply ourselves consciously that I want to grow in the Lord. Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 2. It says, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that ye will grow thereby. God's desire for you and I is that you will grow. He doesn't expect that you were, you were born again five years ago and you are the same. There is nothing changing about you. His wish and his desire is that you and I will grow up. And I know that God will help us grow and become more like him in Jesus' name. You see, it, it should even frustrate you when you see that you, you are stuck in your Christian journey. Imagine you are a parent and you give birth to your child and when the child is expected to walk, he is not even able to sit. He is not even able to crawl. You will be very worried. that ah, What is wrong with this child? Maybe I have to take him to the hospital or he needs special care. That is how many of us we've become 70 year old Christian wearing pampas <laughs> in the eyes of God. When God looks at us like, ah, he became born again 10 years ago but he is still 
feeding on feeding bottles. He is still sucking breast milk because this person has refused to become like Christ. This person has refused to grow and increase in his Christian work. But I know that God will help you and I. Yeah, he will help us. You see, even in the, let me read a version from the same Ephesians chapter 4, verse 15. Let me read it from the Philip's version. He said that we are not meant to remain as children at the mercy of every chance of wind of teaching. Hallelujah. We are not meant to remain as what? Children. It means that you can actually make up your mind that you want to remain as a child. And you see, being a child in, in the Lord, there is nothing for you. Bible says that for the hair, as long as it's a child, it's treated like a servant. So you are, you are supposed to have a certain level of access in God or possession or inheritance in God. But as long as you remain as a child, he says, he differeth not from a servant. Yeah. Hallelujah. I pray that God will help you and I to increase to grow and to become more Christ-like than we have ever been. Many, many years ago, I heard some, a story that a, a certain man, when he was about to take a step or do something, he would ask himself, what would Jesus do? Because his desire was that I want to become Christ-like. But you see, your desire can be so futile, so so carnal and fleshy that you will not follow after spiritual things. That even when you listen to sermons like becoming like Christ, you feel it's not important. But I pray that God will help us and give us that appetite and give us that desire that will align with God's desire for us to grow and become more like the son of, of God. Amen and amen. God's desire is to see you and I grow and mature, developing the characteristics of Jesus. Wow. There are certain features that are in Christ that you have to see in your life. So ask yourself, if God or if Jesus is this patient, am I also patient? If Jesus was loving, am I also loving? If Jesus was busy about the Father's business, is that characteristic also in you? Is that feature also in you. There is something in Christ that should be in us if we want to become like Christ. A man who wants to become like Christ should showcase, exhibit the things that are in Christ. You know, when Bible says that and you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be witnesses in Acts chapter 1 verse 8. The word witnesses means that we will become the exhibits of Christ. We will become the people who will showcase Christ 
to the world. But here is the case where we ourselves don't want to become like Christ. How can we become his exhibit? How can we become his, how do you, how do you call it? His show or his workmanships. Hallelujah. Things that will portray to the world that these people have worked with Christ. It is a life of love and humble services to God if we want to become Christ-like. Hallelujah. It is a life of what? Love and humble services. Because you see, because we want to be like Christ, that is why we come to church. Hello? Or, or some of us have other expectations of coming to church. No. The, the motive of coming to church is that we want to become like Christ. Therefore, if we are not humble enough to, to go through the teachings that pastor will be giving to us, or whoever will be standing here will be giving to us, we will not get to the place where we can actually be molded into the people or, or the person that God wants you and I to become. It takes a lot of humility for maybe maybe you are a managing director in your company or you are some big person somewhere and you come to church and they are instructing you that oh you have to pay your tithe. Hallelujah. Give 10% of your earnings to God. You might think, ah, this one, it doesn't make sense. I cannot do this. I'm a so-so and so, you cannot do it. But you see, because you lack love and humility, you will never be shaped into the image of Christ because your humility is the tool by which you avail yourself to God's teachings and principles. Peter was older than Jesus, but at the worst of Jesus, he followed Jesus. And every step of the way, even when he betrayed Jesus, he still felt sorry and came back crying at the feet of Jesus. Because he wanted to be more like the man he was seeing. <laughs> I pray that God will help us. Yeah. To make us more like him. To make us more like him. That even what comes out of our mouth will resemble Christ. Some of us even at the workplace, they doubt, ah, is this person a Christian? Because we have not become like Christ. No wonder Paul said, you have not so learned Christ. When I look at you, you look at people who have not learned this man called Christ. But I pray that God will cause us to become more like Jesus. Oh, listen, this should be even a prophecy. May you become more like Christ. Uh -huh. <laughs> I think with that, we can rather say a powerful amen. May you become more like Christ. Yeah. But you see, it should be a culture that we are building. It should be a lifestyle that we are taking up. It should be a way of life. Our second personality. When we are sleeping and we wake up, we are like Christ. Hallelujah. Unfortunately, many Christians grow older in age 
<laughs> so you are 35, but you become born again for maybe five years of that 35 years. But we can't see the growth. We can't see the growth. You enter into the auditorium, the usher says, sit there. There is something, a display of how unchristlike you are. But I pray that in the month of church culture, this cultures that pastor is teaching us, eh, we will take them serious and it will transform our life. You have to practically, like, consciously say that, ah, I think I have an anger issue. And I've had it since I was born. But for this one month, I want to pick scriptures on anger. Where the word of the Lord is talking about anger. Says that be angry but sin not, be slow to speak, be quick to hear, but to be slow to be angry. You are hearing these messages, or you are reading these scriptures, and it's informing your character. It's, mm, it's not good to deal with this anger again. I think I want to be more Christ-like. And you see, gradually you can change a lot of the negatives in your life when you consciously want to apply your life to the word of the Lord. Many Christians grow older, but they never grow up in Christ. May that not be our story in the name of Jesus. Yeah. As you grow old physically, may you grow old spiritually as well. Yeah. Spiritual growth is not speaking in tongues. <laughs> Maybe you have some wild, heavy tongues. That when you release, it's like you are, yeah, no. Spiritual growth is when your character resembles Christ. When your character looks like Jesus. Samson had a lot of muscle, but he wasn't Christ-like. <laughs> but I pray that God will cause us to become more Christ-like in Jesus' name. And the question we should ask ourselves is that why is it so that unfortunately we are growing in age but we are not growing up in Christ? Just ask yourself, ponder. If it was in Psalms, they would say seller. <laughs> it means pause and think about it. Seller. Why? Why am I growing? I was 25 but now I am 50 and I look like somebody who have never been born again. You have known the Lord for 10 years or even 6 months. Paul, when he got born again, after 3 years, the man was doing great things. Was already planting churches after just 3 years. I pray that God will help us. God will help us. We'll become more like Christ. We'll become more like Christ. This church will be filled with Christ-like believers. Yeah. People who resemble our Lord and Savior. Our Master. Because you see, the first tool of evangelism is our life. And the more we become like Christ, the more people gravitate towards Jesus. Many Christians have no plan to grow in the Lord. That is the reason. They have no plan. 
when we become born again, there is no plan. I, I want to give myself three months. I want to give myself six months. I want to be like this or be like that. Hardly do I even see Christians now doing cover-to-cover cover challenge. You say, oh, let me call some friends that I know in the church. This year, we are reading Genesis to Revelation. It might not be a competition or something that you are doing to show off, but it should be a de- somebody who wants to be like Christ. That should be one of your targets. Yeah. Somebody who wants to be like Christ, he, you will have a brother that you tell that, oh, I'm struggling with my prayer life. Can you call me at 3 a.m. to be praying? Because you see that you want to be more like Christ. You don't have a plan to even come out of your backsliding state for you to get to the um, equilibrium first level so that we can start building on to become more like Christ. Yeah. I pray that God will help us. Lift up your hand. Say, oh Lord, help me. (laughs) May God help us. Father, help us to become more like you. They wish... Referring to Christians who don't want to grow. They wish they have grown in the Lord, but they make no plans and input to grow and become like Christ. It is not enough to wish that you, you have grown in the Lord. And growing up in the Lord is not in activities. So we can actually grow in the gifts. Maybe I have a gift of singing. I can grow in that gift. It's a skill. I can learn it. But for me to grow up in the Lord, it talks about my character and my capacity. My character when no one is watching. My character when I'm alone. My capacity. how, How can I hold the word of the Lord and perform it? Yeah. So you weigh yourself on that balance. That how is my character? Is it more like Christ or is something else? Maybe it's not depicting the nature of Christ. How is my character? Becoming more like Christ is not automatic. It's not. We have to have a plan and also do something about the level of our maturity in the Lord. It is time to become intentional about becoming more Christ-like. Yeah. Maybe you can set a target for yourself that you will not let this year end with you having that bad or negative attitude. Or you will not let this year end with you not falling deeply in love with God. You will not let this year end with you not growing and resembling. It is difficult for you to love people who don't love you. But set it as a target. That even in church, people who don't really welcome you, you still want to love them. This Sunday, pastor was talking about. It was so beautiful. Hallelujah. I pray that God will help us. That will become intentional about our growth. You must desire to grow. You must desire to grow. You see, it should be 
a hunger. Bible says, as the deer panted after the water, so my soul will pant after you. It should be a hunger, a desire to grow. I want to grow. I don't want to see myself this same level. When you, you became born again, <laughs> you were praying maybe for 30 minutes. You are now three years in the Lord. We, we have to grow. Hallelujah. We have to grow. We have to grow. And I pray that God will help us. But it's interesting. Eh? Sometimes, maybe we were praying for 30 minutes. We realize that even after three years, now we are not praying at all. So we didn't grow actually, but we rather reduced. But I pray that God will help us. That as we study this culture of becoming like Christ, we will change. And God will help us to grow in Jesus' name. You must decide to grow and you must make efforts to grow. You must remain and persist in growing. Hallelujah. You see, one of the things that we have to take note of is that we must remain and persist. What does it mean to remain? If I plant a tree in this place and tomorrow I come and take it and go and plant it somewhere else, will the tree grow? No. That's why you have to be planted in the church. Amen. Bible says in John chapter 15, okay, it says that the planting that remains is the planting that grows. If you don't abide or remain in the house or in the soil, you cannot grow. <laughs> Even in science or in medicine, Children who feed from, maybe today, an auntie breastfeeds the child. Tomorrow, the, the real mother breastfeeds the child. Another time, maybe a grandmother or a foster parent breastfeeds the child. That child begins to become sickly. It develops a disease called nipple confusion. Yeah, because he's feeding a lot of things into his life. So you have to stay and remain in one place if we want to grow and become more Christ-like. Hallelujah. We cannot take one meal here and go and take another meal elsewhere. I pray that God will cause us to be planted and remain and persist in growing in Jesus' name. Discipleship is the process of becoming like Christ, and it begins with a decision to live, to think, to talk, to act, and to behave like Christ. Hallelujah. It begins with a decision. So today you can make a decision that mm, I want to be like Christ. I want to be like Christ. You see, why do you fake what can be real? Why do you want to fake to maybe pastor or the congregation or your family members that you are growing as a Christian? When you can actually become real and God will help you in your difficulty. Hallelujah. Why do you want to fake when you can actually become real? And say, God, I want to become like Christ. Help me. 
help me. God will help us. Yeah. We have to make the decision and God will help us. Let's open to Matthew chapter 9 verse 9 from ESV. Matthew 9 verse 9. The conversion of Matthew. Matthew was a task collector and one day he was sitting at post. He was working. It's like he's in his office and he's working. Matthew's 9 verse 9. Okay. And, so, and Jesus passed on from there. And he saw a man called Matthew sitting at the tax booth. And he asked, and he said to him, follow me. And he rose and followed him. Hallelujah. You see, that's how the call of God can come upon you. The call to become like Christ was what Matthew was having. He was minding his own business. He has gone to work as usual, business as usual. Maybe you have come for teaching service or you are even plugged on online as normal Tuesday teaching service. But God is calling you this evening that my son, my daughter, I want you to practice the culture of becoming more like Christ. You haven't planned to become more like Christ today. But this is God's call to you. That I want you to resemble Jesus. I want you to get closer and further in your walk with me. So I'm calling you child of God. Drop that tag of worldliness and follow me. Matthew Bible said that followed, rose up and followed him immediately. And you see this among almost all the disciples that Jesus called. Peter, John, James, the sons of Zebedee. When Jesus called them in Matthew chapter 4 verse 18. When Jesus called them, Bible said that straight away they left their boat. They left their father and they followed Jesus. But some of us will be like the people who are giving excuses in the Bible. They say, oh, let me go and bury somebody and come. <laughs> By the time you come back, maybe you might not be able to have the same strength to follow the Lord. May we become people who will respond to God's call promptly. Yeah. Haven't you noticed that when maybe there is a fundraising in church and pastor is calling for offering and you will say, you have a, a call in your heart that, oh, move and go. When you delay, you will sit down forever. You will not go. Or maybe you heard a word being preached in church. If you go home and you don't practice it, oh, maybe you are, you are having a grudge with a neighbor. You said, oh, as I have heard this word, if I go home, I will actually respond to the word and go and make amends with the neighbor. If you go home and you delay, the strength is gone. You will live another year bearing that grudge with that neighbor. But I pray that God will help us to become more Christ-like in Jesus' name. When the disciples decided to follow Jesus, they did not understand the full implication of following Jesus. You might not know what is in becoming like Christ for you. How, what does it mean to get deeper with this walk with God? 
Is it boring? Is it going to be more stressful? Am I going to waste my... You might not know that going fully or deeper in your walk with God and becoming more like Christ, the implications you might not know. But child of God, it pays to serve God. You see? Okay, let's continue. The disciples simply responded to the invitation. They didn't have a reason. Matthew, when we saw, could have just said, oh, no, I'm a chartered accountant and I cannot. They, they had a valid reason. You have a valid reason. Oh, I'm a new, a, a new mother. I'm a nursing mother, so I cannot. <laughs> it's a valid reason. Oh, I'm staying very far. So I, it's a valid. But you see, the disciples did not understand the implications that responding to follow Jesus means that sometimes you walk from Galilee to a very far place. And sometimes even without food, that you have to beg a small boy to give you food before you people can eat. Yeah. And sometimes people will come and attack Jesus and you have to defend him. They did not know that all these things were involved. They are like you and I. We don't know what is in following God. What is in in, in actually giving our lives fully to God. But you see, when they gave their life to God and wanted to become more like Christ, it paid off at the end of the day. That should be our hope and our assurance. That we don't know the implications, but anyway, anyhow, we will just obey and respond because it is worthy to follow the Lord and become like Christ. Your commitment in life determines the outcome of your life or of your destiny. What are you committed to? Becoming like Christ is, is dependent heavily on our committed or our commitments to Christ and to his cause. Your destiny or yes, your destiny is de- dependent on your commitments to God. Your commitment in life will either build you up. A man who is committed to always smoking will sooner or later develop lung cancer. But a man who is committed to serving the Lord or the things of God, the result is different. Hallelujah. You see, when you stay in an atmosphere of smokers, you soon become a smoker. Because your life is committed to that, to that group of people. That is the only, that's why it's a church culture, a way of life. Or the, the lifestyle of a group of people. So you see them smoking over and over again, you will become one. But if you are in church, you are planted, you see brothers praying, singing songs, you, you will definitely catch some fire. Hallelujah. May God help you and I in Jesus' name. Your commitment in life will either build you up or destroy you. But either way, they shape your life. They shape our lives. They make us better people. They make us better. The choices we make makes us better people. You will become whatever you are committed to, whether good or bad. As far as you are committed to that act, you will become whatever that act is. Hallelujah. 
Bible says in Galatians chapter 6 verse 7. It says, do not be deceived. Whatsoever a man soweth, whatever a man is committed to, so will the man reap. Hallelujah. Whatever investment you make in your life, that is what we will reap. And I pray that God will rewire our thinking. Yeah. Will change our hearts. Some of us don't want to become more Christ-like. But I pray that God will help us become more Christ-like. Yeah. There is a lifestyle that only you can give up. Because God cannot take it from you. That's why he says in Hebrews chapter 12 verse 1. Say, lay aside every weight and the sin which easily beset you. It is a God who take away every weight and the sin. No. Say, lay aside. Wherefore, seeing that we are surrounded by a great cloud of witness, let us lay aside every weight and the sin. So, it is our duty. God will not come and take it away. I pray that God will help you and I in Jesus' name. It is time to commit to the culture of becoming like Jesus in our life. And one way to do that is that, you see, when you take the Bible, if you, your, your Bible is a very good Bible, you see that all the things Jesus spoke about are in red letters. So you can give yourself a goal that, oh, let me read all the things that Jesus said in the Bible. Let me just read that, oh, Jesus said this, Jesus said that, Jesus said this. And as you read them, you realize that something is changing in your mind. Your lifestyle is changing. If you would have listened to some advice from someone, how many of us had a bad attitude and no matter how they spoke to us, someone sat you down, advised you, but you never changed. But when you heard a sermon from pastor in church, you just went back and said, today I give up this bottle of alcohol. I will never take it again. Yeah, it happens like that. Why? Because it is an inspired word from the altar. So when you respond, it has more power to transform you than an advice from maybe someone. I pray that God will help you and I to become more Christ-like. Do not make a half commitment to discipleship. See, we can put one leg in actually allowing ourselves to be discipled and put another leg in the world. But if one leg is somewhere and the other leg is elsewhere, let us bring it together and stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free. And do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Galatians chapter 5 verse 1. Yeah. Stand fast. In the liberty. Add both legs to stand in Christ. Don't become a frustrated Christian because you refused to commit to godly values. One day, I'm sure if we don't apply ourselves to become more Christ-like, 
we might regret one day. And it will become a certain level of, it will bring or breed a certain level of frustration. That, ah, how come I have been in church for this long and I'm not seeing any progress? It might be not because you are not praying enough or not because of any demon or anything. It might be because we are not becoming more Christ-like. Hallelujah. Make great spiritual, spiritually inspired choices as a Christian because each choice has eternal consequence. Each choice of ours have eternal consequence. Second Peter chapter 3 verse 11 in the NLT. Since everything around us is going to be destroyed. Wow. Everything around us is going to be destroyed. <laughs> like this. What holy and godly lives should you live? This is a very powerful scripture. Everything around us. Think about it. Whatever you have or possess today that is the, the source of your confidence or your boastings. The Bible says, everything shall be destroyed. Therefore, what holy or godly lives should we live? There is a prescription of godliness and holiness in God's word that we have to live. And the more we drift away, the more worldly we become. But let us come closer. Let us come closer. Let us come closer to these principles of God's word and become more Christ-like. Take a day at a time and say, Lord, I want to be more like you. I think there's a song like that. Lord, I want to be more like you. Jesus, Lord, I want to be more like you. I want to be a vessel you can use. Hallelujah. I pray that God will help you and I. That we become more Christ-like in Jesus' name. Christ-likeness comes from making Christ-like choices and commitments. Wow. All our decisions should be Christ-like. Even in dealing with other people. Maybe you are having a business. When you cheat, it's not Christ-like. Maybe you are even an employee. Yeah. And when you go to work, you steal some of the things that is in your company. It's not Christ-like. <laughs> May God help us. Hallelujah. Christ-likeness comes from making Christ-like choices and commitments. There is one purpose that should drive you in living on the earth. And that purpose should be what? Becoming like Christ. Hallelujah. That should be our heart desire. That we want to become like Christ. We want to become like Christ. Want to become like Christ. A great commitment to the Great Commission. How many of us know the Great Commission? Sharing the gospel according to Mark chapter 16, verse 15 downwards. And Genesis. Not Genesis. Matthew chapter 18 
verse 19. Say, go to all the world and preach the gospel. That is a great commission. A great commitment to that. And the great commandment. What is the great commandment? Love is the great commandment. Say, by this shall all men know that ye are my disciples. That you love one another. That is the greatest commandment. Hallelujah. And he says that a great commitment to the great commission and the great commandment will make you a great Christian. Hallelujah. A great commitment. It means that you cannot become a great Christian with passivity. You are too passive about sharing the love of God, involving in church work, doing your morning devotion, living consciously as a Christian. If you are passive, you cannot become a great Christian. Because it requires that a man will apply himself wholly. Because it requires great commitment to these two. The great commission and the great commandment for a man or a woman to become a great Christian. Once you subscribe to become like Christ, you must begin to act and look at things differently. Hallelujah. Once we say that we want to become like Christ, we must look at things differently. So, we have the world view and we have Jesus' view. You have to see life from the point where Jesus sees life. Hallelujah. You have to watch or see things through the lens of Jesus and God's word. So Paul, in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11, said that when I was a child, I spoke as a child. I thought as a child. But when I grew, I put childish things away. Because he, he realized that those childish things were not Christ-like. So he has to change. He has to change. If at this point we still say that if not for Christ, you would have seen what I would do to you. Or you let me go to church and come and face you. We are not Christ-like. If at this point when someone offends you, you say, I'm going to church and I'll come and meet you. It means that there is still a chip of, of our old nature in us. And I pray that God help us to put away all those childish and unchristlike attitudes in Jesus' name. Yeah. Some old motives must go. <laughs> Some old motives and attitude and things that we do must go. Let's go. Let's go. Of everything you know that is holding you back. Because it's not making you more Christ-like. It's rather taking you away from the Lord. You know, mobile phone can even take you away from God. Yeah. Mobile phone can become a huge setback in you becoming more Christ-like. But I pray that if there is any challenge, there is any struggle, may God help us 
and cause us to develop new habits and help us to intentionally change in the way we think. Hallelujah. Philippians chapter 2 verse 12. Philippians chapter 2 verse 12. Paya gabaya. We are closing. Hallelujah. Okay. Let's do a softer version. Maybe NIV. Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not in my absence, not only in my presence, but how, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Let's do another version. So then, dear friends, as you always obeyed me when I was with you, <laughs> so maybe we can only obey God when we are in church or maybe when it's an instruction from pastor that oh Roland I want you to go on a fast or I want you to give an offering to God that is the only time I can obey God it means I'm not becoming Christ like in pastor's absence we should be st- we, we should be willing to still obey God's word and God's instruction hallelujah It is even more important that you obey me now while I'm away from you. Keep on working. Wow. It didn't say one one time event. Work on yourself. No. It said keep on working. Keep on working. So today you tried but you failed. Keep on working. So you see that you have totally become like Christ. Let us keep on working. Let us keep on working. Be encouraged that Christ is standing by the tracks and like a coach, he's saying, he's cheering you on. Saying, Roland, don't fall. Keep on running. Keep on running. You are tired. He will supply you some strength. He will give you some drink. Say, my son, go on, go on, go on. He's cheering you on. And as we don't give up and keep on working with fear and trembling, to complete our salvation. Obeying the instructions of your pastor with enthusiasm. Hallelujah. So maybe they have declared, pastor have declared a fast. We have to respond to that word. That because I want to be more Christ-like, I want to heed to that word. Hallelujah. Many of us don't Respond to God's word with with speed, with enthusiasm, with energy. We are too relaxed about God's word. But I pray that God will help us to obey God's word in our shepherd's presence and in his absence. You see, when you obey pastor in his presence alone, it's called eye service. When God passes it through fire, it will burn like chaff. Therefore, whatever service we even render in the house of God must be done with diligence and from a pure heart. That God will look on and bless us. And that is the only way we can resemble Christ. 
Cultivate your new life in Christ. Cultivate that new life in Christ. Grow in the things of the Lord. <laughs> Grow in the things of the Lord. What are some of the things of the Lord? We can even grow in your giving in the church. Yeah. Pastor always says that he started giving tithes of five city. Today he doesn't give five city. He has grown from five city. When you became born again, you couldn't fast six to six. You could do six to nine. Who was allowed? Ten years on. <laughs> You are still doing six to nine and saying, I have stomach problem. We are not becoming more like Christ. But I pray that God will help us and cause us to cultivate a new life in Christ and also grow in the things of the Lord. Pursue spiritual maturity. Pursue. So set higher spiritual goals for yourself alone. Say you want to go on a retreat. Alone, say you want to go on a fast. Alone, say you want to study the book of Romans. Alone, say you want to read the book of Genesis. Alone. Pursue spiritual maturity. Live a life of inspired fear for God and his kingdom. Let reverential fear become part of our life. We fear God. You respect God so much that you can't even say something. You are listening to a radio and a pastor is preaching and your friend is making a very loose comment. Don't join that friend because you fear God to even speak against his servant or say something against his kingdom. Live with serious caution and critical self-evaluation to avoid anything that might offend God. Or discredit the Christ that you have in your life. You see, we have to get to the place where we evaluate ourselves. Take account. You see that? Which of you, intending to build a tower, seated not down to count the cost, to see whether he has sufficient to build? Luke chapter 14, verse 26 to 28. Which of you, you want to go on this journey, you don't consider whether you have enough strength to go on that journey. I pray that God will help us. That we will take stock of our Christian life. Yeah. So work with fear and trembling. Fear and trembling. <laughs> work with fear and trembling to discern what is really, it really means to be saved. Value your, your salvation. That I'm saying I'm born again, but is it reflecting? Am I really born again? Discipleship helps you to discern what it really means to be saved. Hallelujah. What does it mean? To be saved. What does it mean to be saved? I pray that this evening God will help you and I to become more like Christ. To say that Lord, we want to become more like you. We want to become more like you. We want to become more like you. Shall we be on our feet as we share some time in prayer? Thank God for his word that you have received this evening. That Father, I want to be more like you. 
I thank you that this word has come to instruct me. This word has come to help me, exalt me, and admonish me to become more like you. Help me, O Lord. Lift up your voice and pray this evening that the Lord will help you become more Christ-like. Every challenge you have in your life, lift up your voice this evening and pray that, Father, help me become more like you. Help me to become more like Christ. Then I do in my thoughts, in my actions, in my words, may I become more like Christ in the name of Jesus. Babu says in 1 John chapter 4, verse 17 he says as he is so are we on this earth pray that lord as you are make me like you oh lord make me like you oh lord may i become more like christ in everything i do may i become more like christ in everything i do may my actions oh god resemble someone who is walking with the lord someone who is born again and someone who is saved we pray this evening that lord jesus May you become real to us, O Lord, and cause us to become more like you, Father. Lift up your voice and pray that you will become more like Christ from today onwards. The culture of becoming Christ-like will become evident in your life. Wherever you find yourself, you become a representation of what Christ would be like if he was in your shoes. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray that help us become more like you, Lord. Babu says in 1 John chapter 2, verse 3, he says, when he appears, we shall be like him. We pray that Lord Jesus, help us to become more like you, O Lord. Oh God, cause us to resemble you, O Lord. Cause us to become more like you, O Lord. In all that we do, we pray that may we become Christ-like, O Lord. Let it become a culture of this church. Let it become our way of life. Let it become our lifestyle that we have a desire that we will grow and be discipled to become more like Christ, O Lord. Babu said in the city of Antioch, when they saw the disciples, how they behaved, how they carried themselves, they called them Christians first. We pray that, O God, cause us, O God, to align our motives to align our actions, to align our thoughts, to be more like Christ, O Lord. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Thank God for an answered prayer. Thank God that he has transformed your life this evening. Thank God that you are becoming more like Christ. Put your hand on your heart and say, Father, I thank you for transforming my life. I thank you for breathing a, a refreshment on me, Lord, and causing me to become more Christ-like. Oh, Lord, we thank you that a new lifestyle is being bet forth in our heart. A new desire to be more Christ-like is being produced in our lives this evening. We give you praise and we give you adoration in Jesus' mighty name you have prayed. Amen. The message you just listened to is from ICGC Karis Temple. To connect with us, you can like our page on Facebook at ICGC Karis Temple or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ICGC Karis. We would like to hear of how God is blessing you through this podcast. To support this podcast, please click on the profile button and click on support. Thank you and God richly bless you.